When I think about yesterday My, oh my So what's poppin' everybody and welcome back to Nessa's Buzz with me your host Vanessa Sifunjo or you can simply call me Nessa. Now this is season 1 episode 2 and we are going to title it Christianity in Contemporary Day, The Youth Perspective. This has been a hot topic but no one is really talking about it and therefore Nessa's Buzz will present to you this podcast and with me today, I have two lovely guests, one Mike Simba and Victoria Mugambi, also podcasters. Mike Simba is a podcaster at We'll Figure It Out with Simba and Sams, while Victoria Mugambi is a podcaster at Wole by Vicky. Now, this podcast today is purposefully to highlight some of the major issues faced by young Christians when it comes to proclaiming their faith and still living by the book. So, karibu nisana. Um, Vicky and Mike. Thank you so much. Yeah, so Vicky and Mike, um, thank you very much for taking your time and uh, gracing the invitation to the podcast today. And I think uh, we are going to wait through this successfully. So to begin us off, maybe Vicky could tell us um, what it means for you as a lady to be a young staunch Christian in the modern day society today. You're young, you're a lady, and you are supposed to be conforming to some of the things that happen in the society today, but still maintain your faith. So what does it mean for you being a young staunch Christian in the modern day society? Mm. Hi guys. Uh, first of all, it, it means that I have a guide, if I'm feeling it that way. Because I don't know, I, I have never lived before, so I, I don't know how life is. So personally, Christianity for me is like having a guide and also having a father who will direct me, rebuke me, correct me, things like those, and also love me, especially in this world. Yeah. So that as a as a woman and for me personally, that is what it means to be a Christian and also to be different because we this this world not is not our home but it means to be different but then again it also means i have a guide and i have a father so that personally is what it is what it means to me when you were getting into this christianity realm as a lady did you expect it to be what it is for you today vicky or did you expect something different when you decided to be born again and follow this path what did you expect of it um First of all, it's 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 always it's it's different. Of course, it's different because it's my it's my own journey. I'm from a Christian home, so I have seen my parents live out their faith. But now I had to find the revelation for my own. So whatever I saw is is what God has for them. And now for me, it is it's like God always surprises you all the time. It, it won't be at oh yeah, I expected him to do that. It will be like oh oh okay, I didn't see that coming. So it's it's, it's just fun. It's fun, it's work, but it's work. Lovely. So Simba, you are a guy and young and full of zeal and you have your boys, you have your boy club or you have your bros and you decided to go through with this, to take this path and become a Christian. So what's your story and how is the journey for you so far and how has, what are your experiences in 
in short what does it mean for you as Simba a young guy to be a staunch Christian in our modern day society well um you've said so much and bombarded me with <laughs> anyway I mean, for me, I think what Christianity means to me, simply as a man, you know, as a man, you, we are told this is the way you're supposed to be. This is the way you're supposed to be. This is the way you're supposed to, you're supposed to lead a family, be stable. Do, there's so much pressure for us men to be in a certain way. And I'll be very honest, that's why most men fail. And to me, Christianity means learning and unlearning. Because also, uh, as victory, um, I I was born and raised in a Christian home and all of that. And I've tried everything in the world. I mean, <laughs> I haven't done drugs yet, but I, I've done every other thing that can be done. If it's partying, all that I've done, girls have done, everything I can feel like uh, that bring out the best in me, yeah. I've done. And all I wanted was satisfaction, the feeling of not feeling bad. I mean, doing all those stuff, I won't even lie to you, Nessa, it's it's amazing. It's great. Um, it's I love danger. In my, my nature in myself, I really love danger. I love things that make it, the adrenaline in me, you know, exactly. And uh, I told God, I'm living this life and I'm coming to be a Christian. It better have adrenaline to it. Well, let's just say God gives you a different kind of adrenaline than thought. So uh, what it simply means to me, it's learning and unlearning. You'll make stupid mistakes. You will you will make um, dumb mistakes. You will make people fight. You'll make people do this and that. And you will, in yourself, you'll think that it's right. But I, I think one thing that I've really learned, especially in the last three, four years, is the fact that nothing ever goes to waste. It's just God doing more f- uh, within me. And that and that's what it means for me to be a Christian. I love you. I love the response. Thank you. It has a lot of insight to it. And I'm sure a young guy just like you somewhere or a young lady just like you, she somewhere will listen to you and actually relate to what you're saying. And so that we can help our listeners further and those who probably dig into this kind of conversation. The second question would be, and I know it's something that's there and it happens. You're a Christian. Yes, you proclaim this faith. Yes, you want to take this path. Yes, but there are so many challenges that come with it. Because remember, you're young and the world you're living in right now just has a certain way of a certain view of things. You're expected to conform to certain things if you're a youth, for example. So my question would be, what are some of the challenges you have faced? Yeah, Trying to maintain your faith as a Christian, as a young Christian. And simultaneously, you know, fitting in or just let's say blending in society as as a youth. Like, what are some of the challenges you have faced? I'll start with you, Vinci. You could share with us. The first one is the feeling of I have to belong. You get like I have to do what everyone else is doing. It I don't know if I should call it a challenge, but it's a struggle. Like, like I don't know if there's a difference, but I feel like I need to be doing what every other girl is doing, or I feel like I should be doing what every other 21 year old is doing. But then again, when I'm having my QT and I'm God is like, um, like you you feel like the word is not attacking you, but it's questioning the decision you make. So like the struggle of wanting to feel like I belong to this world. But then again, the when that was a struggle, it really isn't at the moment because when you have the revelation that you are in this world but not of this world then it's it kind of helps ease it it doesn't end it but it eases the burden also especially as a young female when you have like a certain stand you might be in person or you might like you lose a lot of friends like 
I had to naturally, but it happened naturally. Like I had to cut off a lot of people from my life because once I took the path, it wasn't the right crowd to, you know, hang out, hang around with, and be my inner circle. Not saying that I don't have friends in the world, if I put it that way, but my inner circle, I really had to choose who should be in my inner circle. So that was another thing. I lost my high school best friend. I wow. broke off a relationship. Yeah, that was a big one. I have lost my childhood friends, but the good thing is they are compensated. You see, not compensated, but other who you need come into your life those are the main struggles but i mean the strength of god is efficient if i'm feeling that way so yeah i'm now used to it because it's not like i got it last year so i've been here for a while so still oh, issue is, i've mad that's lovely yeah that's, that's struggle all right um thank you for that simba what's your story what are your challenges what are your struggles in this uh, my struggle one is in everything I, every time i read proverbs it's generally from proverbs 1 to proverbs 31 it speaks about one thing authenticity and that's been one of my greatest things especially being young you know when you're young there's you're more or less naive you want a lot of things and you know you can't get everything not only being authentic a challenge that i've realized as time went by is just being very cautious cautious in what you talk about what you post what you think because now you know i can hide a lot of things i cannot post i cannot do stuff but what i think is very key because i think the word says out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks and the heart doesn't think it's the mind that thinks and the heart and it does whatever the mind says even biologically the mind is everything yeah so those are some of the challenges that i really face in general yeah all right thank you for that uh so with that being said uh, personally i have had friends right who have been born again and have to take this path and they're doing very well i'll divide them into two i have friends who went down the path and right we can still talk i still feel very comfortable around them even if they decide to teach me something when it comes to christianity and you know the canons the rules i can follow and i can live through and i won't be scared of being judged but there are those who i literally can't talk to anymore because they got there and it's some kind of pedestal and they're way up there they literally see the rest as quote-unquote sinners who they cannot associate with so that will pass my question which would be where do you draw the line to evade hyper religion and toxicity because we basically know that too much of something is dangerous religion philosophy politics all these controversial topics too much of it becomes a little bit an overstep so how do you ensure that you still remain an approachable simba who knows that judgment is left to the most high and who knows that i have friends of the world quoting who I can still uh, probably guide without them having to feel like I'm feeling superior to them. So how do you ensure that you do not go overboard and become a toxic Christian? Victor, you can take us through that. I would say what if you are a Christian and if you want to get into the faith, you need to listen to an apologetic. The late Jacques Zakaria says the greatest ethic of the world is love. So love every person. It doesn't matter who they are, what they are doing. Just love the person. And when I when I say love, we have to understand that love is being affectionate and also rebuking something. Like if I feel, say Vanessa, you're doing something, and we know honestly, like logically, and you took some 
to really this won't end up well as your Christian friend and in the world I wouldn't I won't keep quiet you see now I'll just tell you hey baby if you go like this I'm not being righteous but yeah. I'm being honest with you on a logical basis so if to some extent you like kind of stop being a Pharisee because even through the Bible Jesus literally all the time says stop being Pharisees don't be like the teachers of religious law you see like all these people who are so into religion or oh, what is religion why religion like stop being that and just be a human being a common believer love every other person and know it is hard because we don't see eye to eye we don't do things that I would want my friend to do but I cannot change as an individual so for me as Ravi Zakarias says the late love is the greatest work ethic so what I do or I try to I am not good at this I'm not here trying to be called because I am not among the first apostles so I am I don't have things figured out but the greater thing you can do which stops hyper religion in any kind of religion not only Christianity is love everyone it doesn't matter whether you're Muslim it doesn't matter whether you're Hindu it doesn't matter whether you're Buddhist we are all the human race so I love you with your flaws with your decisions but also understand that love comes with correction correction and it's not me correcting you it is also you correcting me because as you're saying sometimes we get so into our zone and they're like oh can't associate with that girl because you see this the other but then again i was that girl at some point in my life i wasn't born safe so i it's coming down to the level of that person not compromising your faith like knowing i still believe in christ but i'll come down to the level of that individual and just see them eye to eye does she need a hug does she need someone to talk to does she need someone to guide her that's how you bring people to christ or that's how you show love that's what christ did he went to the places where people didn't want to go and as the bible also says the doctor does not come to the healthy the doctor comes to the sick so as christians we are called to be the doctors who go to the quote-unquote sick so strive to love the human race that's the best way to stop being hyper-religious thing is love every person it's not easy it is as hard because people are tough because you're also tough as a human being but love don't condemn i'll guide you but the choice is yours like i did my part but the rest i can't do for you lovely and i think that is a very lovely answer and straight to the point cut the chase and driven home so simba what are your two cents on that but where do you, where do I draw the line between hyper religion and toxicity? It reminds me, I mean, of high school where <laughs> we were being told, I mean, we were a group of four guys. We are four guys who were at sea. See, we had a relationship because the rest, this is just by my own judgment. And I remember this one time because I was in the CU and we were trying to revamp it just to make it, to make more people enjoy, you know, church. Because you know how high school is, people don't really like see you and then go to ICS because it's, it's an hour and they're done mm-hmm. and so we're trying to come up with a lot of stuff so I remember one time I said I stood up and I said let's maybe let's get new things like do prison worship differently we don't have to prison worship for one and a half hours honestly even if you have the whole day we don't really need to prison worship for one and a half hours let's keep it short and simple and sweet so that it's very captivating and even the word we don't need see your leader doesn't have to preach and a preacher doesn't need to preach one person has to preach mm. you don't have to show everyone that you're the leader mm. and let's just say committee and I was I was given scriptures on how a leader needs to be done and all that and, and, and honestly if you ask me 
I think that's the epidome of just bringing things down and that's how we are. Bringing it to real life and just not high school. Hyper-religion to me looks like the way maybe let's say because Vicky and I are friends I look at Vicky and she she maybe wore a mini skirt and I'm like oh girl you didn't and <laughs> And in a kotushida, and then at the next time I see her with a boyfriend, and I'm like, you only get a boyfriend when you're like almost 30, because that's the best time. Right now, just yeah. focus with Jesus, and let's say, let's just see. You know, this happens. Yeah, she gets does. pregnant. Yeah. That's now. That's where religion comes in. We start being so judgmental. We start being very, very toxic. Talk, yeah, yeah. And, and you know one thing that comes to mind uh, as I wrap up my whole thing is I, uh, before I judge anyone and I started this when the year started it's something Jesus told the woman at the well Jesus told her I know everything you've done and and you know just trust me Vanessa when somebody tells you I know everything you've done even those things you've never told anyone they just start creeping up you're like yes you know about that? You know about this? and Jesus told her I know you're living with a husband who's not yours. Can you hear me? Yes. Jesus told her, I know you're living with your fifth husband. <laughs> and you're planning on leaving him. And Jesus told her, stop sinning no more. And you know what the lady did? She she didn't go out and bash Jesus' name. She went out and said, I met a man who knows about me. And I think that's the same approach we need to do as Christians. We don't need to bash people and be hyper-religious and just be out here like we are saints. And we ain't saints. And I, I think what we should do, honestly, to avoid toxicity and all these other things, is tell someone, it's literally, you know, the woman went and told the rest. I have met someone who knows about me. And that's how Jesus' name spread throughout Judea. And it went above and beyond. And I think that's, that's the same. When you meet someone, we need to show them love. We need to show them grace. And I think that's the only way to eradicate hyper-religion. And it's just find the way Vicky said, just finding a relationship. And that's where our generation doesn't know. We don't know the real meaning of a relationship. Whether boy and girl, whether Jesus and me. No one knows the real meaning. Because we'd be a Christian you feel that sensation in your kokamanze and then you stop sinning and then as soon as you go back to your sin you feel condemned and now the world is still condemning you and and i think more we have a relationship with someone for example if i was in a relationship with someone and every single time the only thing i see is other bad stuff then it won't last but if i see the bad stuff and i'm like how can i help you so that you can do better and so that a relationship can be better and i think that's how jesus handles stuff yeah Great, lovely insights there, Simba. Uh, you've talked about spreading love to help eradicate hyper-religion and toxicity. I think the same love will apply to your other relationships with people, probably, if any, with your girlfriend or your respective boyfriend or just a partner or your best friend or your family. So that will bring my next question, which will probably be the last question because it has a lot of weight. How has being born again impacted on your social life, your friendships? And even your relationships, if any. Vicky, you can start off telling us your experience. Uh, oh, this. <laughs> it's crazy, yeah? It's not easy. I know. It's, it's literally not easy. As we were talking before, I was saying that I had, I have, like, naturally because of making certain decisions, because now I am not living life by myself, like, with my own room. I'm yeah. living life, at, like, set apart. My friend, you're not right at all. I have lost my high school best friend. We were really close. We had lunch at school home. We have our own company. Oh, happy, happy. Where? Where? Where is she? I think at that time God was like, mm, God. 
so stupid because at the time we were like on the same level you get like i was christian because i was also leading cu in my class among the few leaders but now like seriously being a christian in the world my friend is different like i've lost people i have i don't do things yeah like a, a, a normal 21 year old would do like what do people do club alcohol so mm-hmm. those things aren't my favorite things but i am very extremely extroverted so i love having fun so now i had find another alternative of having fun and i honestly thank god for the church i can go to because kama singe kwayo kanisa because they have a way of incorporating panta and had to cut off my former relationship because now by the time was becoming very serious with god he wasn't and you know you can't you can't force someone to be in a relationship if that that honestly had to go the moment i realized that i want to do this for life that had no matter how hard it was no matter how hard it was to him and to me as well it had to go so the relationship had to go my friends some of my friends honestly had to go not saying that everyone went but i'm not like they are not my inner circle they are literally not my circle so i had to make a choice of surrounding myself with people who we are thinking alike and we are in the same age so i have lost friends i have to like control my urges whether i'm in nairobi whether i'm not in nairobi i have to have extra work ethic i have to I have to ask my question all the time. The question what would Jesus do in this situation? Not saying that I have been here doing things by the book every day and yeah. every day. You're not perfect. But yes, it like literally one day at a time. I'll sleep and fall asleep, but the good thing with Christianity is when you stand up and dust yourself, you are not where you started. You have yes. moved a couple of meters longer. So I start from there and then continue because my favorite scripture in the Bible is Ephesians 2. 1 to 10 if you haven't just got it like it speaks of the things we've done when you read that chapter in the bible it covers everything so there's grace i have had grace i have made mistakes i have fallen i've come back i've fallen again come back especially happy yes. for a relationship do you know that you cannot literally be with someone you're not on the same page with for example you yeah. cannot purport to date someone who is not yet bought in when it comes to the christian faith because you will differ in so many things you will argue so much you will find a lot of differences you want to be more reserved you want to go all out right uh probably you'll want to wait for some things like sex you'll not want to wait for that you'll keep bumping heads yeah. the same thing over and over again the same thing with friends because if I, if you're my friend we'll probably hang out and your version will not be my version so just find sometimes just automatically gets that point where you have to catch people or probably you might even do it and you don't know your yeah. it but it just happens so i really feel you on that and it's very relatable um, what you've said so simba what do you have for us like what uh, what has been the impact of this path you've chosen to take when it comes to your relationships and your social life no me it's funny because me i'm that kind of that kind of person yeah I, if i am your friend i just slate down i tweeted this a couple of days ago i'm such a hopeless romantic so it's the rest <laughs> my friendship so if i'm friends with someone we can't break up no seriously we just can't break up why can i i don't understand why we should if it's something we can work things out and and for me i haven't lost friends what i did is just distant myself you're still friends like i can tell you some of my high school friends who i will meet in this course of a week are still friends with some of them straight up are just not christians but they claim to be christians they are drinking partying sleeping around all that and I mean, there's nothing okay uh, i just want to say there's nothing wrong with that but there's everything wrong with that and it's just a mutual understanding like they know they can't smoke near me 
can drink all you want just know i won't have some yeah. and when when you are there whenever i don't feel comfortable i won't i won't do or say or try to impose my thing and and same vice versa and one thing that you know christianity has really taught me is as i said it before it really tests your authenticity A romantic relationships ah, i can't comment on that i will pass that <laughs> to vicky friendships more or less it has been tested it has been tried it has been done everything passed through the fire now when now you know when i decided to be a christian i told god i since i know i'm attached to people and me just letting go of people is not that easy what i'll do god is i will keep my friends but i will not keep the tight connections that we used to have I'll slowly by slowly i will draw from that sequence and so what i did is i found good friends and i remember there's one friend of mine who you were doing not so good things with him so no he found me doing not so good things and he joined me so both of us were doing not so good things right. then one time or in a car he just told me dude i don't think this is a good life you're living under postal yeah. life and he told me if you think you should change me i think this would be the best time you're not in too deep and i told him yeah great idea that's how we changed but by then now we started finding new friends and with that it's just tested how much i need to grow from past life so how has it impacted my life i don't know i won't say it has fully impacted my life but at least from what i hear people say is they love how i do friendships some of them say i suck some of them say i rock and both of them are feedback and and if somebody thinks you're doing well you're doing well somebody else thinks you suck you suck and you know what you do you just take the i suck kind part work on it i feel like friendships are a key source of life friendships are life no one was meant to be alone no one was meant to be secluded and and there's one thing that a leader keeps telling me the moment you seclude yourself that's the easiest weapon the devil uses he comes in gives you ideas and i think as i conclude i think one of the biggest biggest is friendships i i believe from i've been doing a comprehensive bible plans of what god says about friendships and every single bible plan i read it might not directly say it but it indirectly says it or directly it says that God is the author and orchestrator of this. You never oops meet a person. It's never an oops moment. It's never a, oh my goodness. And people just don't veer off this. Even Vicky can tell you again that yeah, how she lost her best friend. It didn't happen at it today. They stopped talking. It's, I think God is the orchestrator. And the moment you, you tamper with whatever he does, I think it becomes now the bigger problem. That's where you lose your impact. And also I think friends are the one who make your image mm. friends i think of somebody who doesn't have friends people don't know about them people don't know anything their life is boring but think of the people who have genuine friendships yeah. those are the people you can even write a book about you know you can people can say stuff about them and with that i'd say thank you yeah lovely I like that you've mentioned you value your friends and uh, it's important to respect boundaries. I was thinking if at all a relation is supposed to go for a very long time without, you know, too much bickering then there should be that respect. I like that you mentioned the fact that you're still friends, but if you know I don't smoke, then don't smoke near me. It's something I've been saying for the longest time. Both of you have expanded really well on that question and the different views I've just brought about a bigger picture that I know our listeners can also relate to. And as as I wind up, um, I, I think from a point of Christianity in contemporary day, which is basically what our podcast is about today, the, quest- the questions have been answered to the best of a, both parties capability.
possibilities and aligning with the topic of today. Probably on another podcast, we will try to do, you know, matters abortion, homosexuality, teen pregnancies, feminism. All these are very controversial, right? And everyone purports to have an opinion about this particular topic. So probably if we jump out of this religious bandwagon and try to look at it the other way, we'll talk more about it. But for now, I feel like the questions have been answered to the best of both your capabilities in Victory and Simba. And with that being said, very briefly, what can you tell someone out there? Just leave a message, a message of hope uh, to the listeners. So I'll start with Simba and then Victory, you can wrap it up for us. I think I'll just tell them one word is have a relationship, a relationship with Jesus and accept when you're wrong and you'll be better. Yeah. Lovely. Victory. First of all, thank you for hosting us for me. Thank you so much. And to wrap it up is honestly, it's better. It's better this way. It's better the Christian way. That, that's what I'm going to say. And it needs work. So be ready to work. Relationships are work. That does not exclude God's relationship with you. So he loves you. He cares for you. Just go to him. Lovely. So thank you very much, Victory Wangui and Mike Simba, for coming on to this podcast today and sharing your thoughts with us, your experiences, your feelings, your sentiments. I really appreciate it. Also, thank you to the listeners for taking your time. If you got to this point uh, to listen and probably pick a, a thing or two. I know these kind of conversations are very rare and no one really wants to do them, especially people from our own generation because everyone is busy doing, you know, one thing or the other. But I feel like it's a very central aspect in our lives because it's something we will need for the rest of our lives. So I hope this has been helpful to someone out there and thank you for joining me today i will see you next in episode three uh, god willing so i wish you all a lovely day